0: Directors determine the amount of dividends, if any, to be paid out of...
1: The Outline World Dispatch. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a story on the theme of power, culture, or the future. Handpicked from theoutline.com. Today we're talking about love. Let's get right into it. Culture. Culture. Hello, how are you? Hi. Kate, are you in LA?
0: I am. I'm downtown today at WeWork. So, stuffed oh, in a nice. little booth with my dog right now.
1: Oh, what kind of dog do you have?
0: He's like a chihuahua nut of sorts. Today I got cattle dogs. and Someone th- thought he was a cattle dog. So, it really depends on, on the day, what he plays up.
1: <laughs> nice. So... Kate, just for starters, tell me about the summer that you moved to Burbank.
0: It must have been my sophomore year of high school. I wasn't really planning on doing anything that summer. I was kind of one of those where you, I just aimlessly, like, wasted my entire season. Um, so I found this link Um for the New York Film Academy's uh, screenwriting summer camp. And I thought, you know, that sounds fun. And then got in, you know, pretty much instantaneously. (laughs) It was like, you did not need to prove much. We would, you know, wake up in the morning and go to class in this very like corporate office building, like insane air conditioning. So I would have to bring like multiple layers for the day in the middle of summer. Um, and then we would go hang out on the back lot and like fiddle around with cameras and, you know, hang out with the other actors and the other camps that were also there at the same time. I just showed up having no idea what I was getting into, not realizing that we were living in an apartment complex that was actually across the street from Universal Studios' back lot. Was like your typical like beige stucco and you know shitty hallways there was like also you know the bean-shaped pool that was like super chlorinated i just remember pretty much every night it was like what takeout is everyone getting pretty much throughout the apartment complex it was like you know pizza in one apartment and then it was like down down the hall it'd be like a bunch of mexican food and people just like briefly exiting their apartment like in sweatpants just like over life for the day (laughs) like everyone turning into their own little isolated bubble but then later at night people would really kind of emerge your the wilder kids in in the camp would like come out looking for pot dealers or whatever, looking for something to do, looking like for whatever house party was happening, trying to get their hands on a 40. I grew up in orange county so i kind of knew that life (laughs) you know like my dad when when my parents first started getting divorced when i was like five he had one of these like kind of sad like divorced dad apartments you know with like the bachelor kitchen that has like maybe an oven if you're lucky and like the beige carpeting everything very much beige and you know like black leather couch obviously It it was interesting to to see the different kinds of people that ended up there and kind of like a preview of what your life could be as an emerging adult, you know, moving into one of these complexes.
1: What made you think about this moment in your life and and this apartment complex and, and these people right now?
0: Uh, So when I watched the first season of Love, it was really, on Netflix, um, it was a really eerie kind of experience (laughs) where I saw him move into this apartment, the Oakwood, in Burbank post-breakup. You can live anywhere in LA. Okay, like, where? I mean, I've been looking, but I'm having a hard time finding a place I like. You can move near me, the, the east side. I don't know, it's just a little too cool, and now... Who am I? I mean, like, where do guys like me live, you know? Where do the, like, repressed, hostile nerds whose girlfriends accuse them of being fake nice live? It's basically about two people, um, a man and a woman, who are both kind of at this point in their lives where they're not sure what they're doing, everything's falling apart, and they they find each other in this moment of a a low point for each of them. And then they're trying to figure out how to be together and love each other despite all of their really conflicting faults. And, you know, and it's also tying in a lot of just the horrors of dating in L.A. and kind of the general scene. Seeing the main character, Gus, move into this apartment that looked like an exact mirror image of the one that I lived in. And this was you know, ten years ago that I lived there. To see him move into this place, episode one, and not a single thing has changed just really, first of all, blew my mind. The furnished apartment complex that is, like, stuck in this weird architectural purgatory. And in a way, you know, already it kind of feels like time isn't really linear because you can kind of have all of your seasons year-round. It's like, you know, there's still orange leaves on my lawn from probably a dead tree dying of drought, but it's like, it feels like fall some minutes, and it feels like summer others, and it's really easy here to feel like you're not moving forward in any aspect. So to see that, like, okay, we're really right back to high school summer camp just watching the show right now.
1: The location, the apartment complex, the scenario of love, this Netflix TV series, essentially was a mirror image of your experience. Like, you were in the same complex that was depicted on the show.
0: Yeah. It's interesting too, because watching the show, it's not like they created this environment. It's like they found this apartment complex and also almost like made it a character in its own right. You know, it's kind of your stereotypical depressing apartment complex, but then you find that the people there are really actually interesting and endearing and, right. and you kind of have a sense of community and being all just kind of jammed into the same weird little place off of the side of highways
1: what do you think is I guess the the driving force of the show and why it is exploring the the ideas of, of what these characters are going through like what is the the message I guess behind behind the show
0: well I feel like there are a lot of different ways you could look at it obviously but for me watching it it was kind of about accepting whatever place you're at and being okay with it because I think when we when we think about marriage or finding, you know, your person, it's all about having to have achieved these things in advance. So it's like, before you get married, you already want to have like the perfect house and the perfect job and be just really well-rounded as a person. And I think that's just not really realistic. Like you deserve to have love, even if your career is in shambles or, you know, your your living situation is depressing, for instance, I think that shouldn't inhibit you from finding the relationships that you deserve and also growing within them. So I think it really is about drawing upon relationships around you to support yourself and also support other people. and kind of live with those faults instead of trying to polish them to perfection so then you can you know find the love that you deserve
1: when you look back on your experience at that apartment complex and you look at yourself now what do you think has changed and what are the lessons that you take away now that you're kind of revisiting this point in your life through this show and what it's representing
0: I think the main the main takeaway for me is just trying to not live in fear so much because that's definitely what dictated my my experience at camp was you know just being afraid to take risks afraid to even wear the wrong thing to make the the wrong first impression or say the wrong thing do the wrong thing and I think especially as a as a creative person that can be so debilitating so I mean, even now, it's not like I have it fully together or figured out, but I think just trying to let go of that background noise um, just helps me get through life and really enjoy things um, much more because I want to be curious and fear really, you know, prohibits that.
1: As someone who has, you know, is pursuing creative fields and writing and thinking about you know, scripts and representation on television. Do you think that love captures that desire accurately? And, you know, when you're thinking about the things that you're creating, uh, how does it position in your world and what you're thinking about the kind of stories that are out there right now?
0: Right. Well, I think it captures some of it, definitely the insecurity and paranoia and how that can come out in different ways. Um, but I I mean, it's tough because it's different. It's definitely different for everyone. Everyone's process is different. And, you know, coming to L.A., you see a lot of people whose goal is is to make it or have their voice be heard and not necessarily just create things for the joy of it or just out of the curiosity. And, I mean, it's frustrating, too, how it doesn't, The show itself, I think, is pretty good in getting into that kind of fear as a writer, but it doesn't necessarily get at the kind of obstacles that you don't have control over. Like for Gus, who is like a straight white male, he can kind of like flub a little bit and, and, you know, pick pick up his career right where he left off and, you know, not worry too much about making a misstep and having it ruin everything. And so I think it is different. For people who don't necessarily have that kind of privilege to, you know, really just sink into your love for the art or the project or whatever it is you're working on without thinking about all those other obstacles that are just inherent because of the way you look or, you know, your, your sexuality or whatever it is, um. So I think that that is like a whole different subject in and of itself. I think, you know, like going outside the realm of like how the things that you can control personally.
1: Have you gone back to the apartment complex since you lived there?
0: Um, I've driven past it a few times. It's on the way to Ikea, so I see it every <laughs> once in a while as I'm, like, heading yeah. to, you know, doom.
1: What do you think when you pass it? Like, how does that How does that feel when you, when you see it?
0: I mean, it's just kind of like, huh, like, that is a weird thing that happened and doesn't feel that long ago, honestly, because there are parts of L.A. that seem to just not change in parts of myself, obviously, that does seem to change, but it's nice to kind of have that reminder there of um, where I started coming into, into this space and as a creative person, as like a very timid, fearful person to now I can kind of shrug it off a little bit easier. And so, I don't know, I, I kind of drive by wanting to like reach it and say to my 16 year old self, like, it's going to be okay, you just need to relax a little bit.
1: Hey, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to chat with me.
0: Yeah, thank you too. This is fun.
1: Today you heard from Kate Ryan, a freelance writer based in Los Angeles. For more of our stories, head to theoutline.com. We're produced by James T. Green. Hope you have a great day. If you do watch the show and you think you like it, let me know. I'm still debating whether I want to watch it or not. Just email me. Again, Aaron at com. Looking forward to hearing from you. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Aaron Edwards.